This whole race has been all Kyle Larson. You yes. put that kid behind the wheel of a race car like this at Hendrick Motorsports, and he will get the job done. Old-fashioned butt-whooping all day long. Kyle Larson. Two of the best in the business come off turn number four. Reddick got within a car length, but Kyle Larson scores his 24th career win for Rick Hendrick and Chevrolet. Kyle Larson wins at Las Vegas. Welcome to Racing Rep. Racing Repisode, another episode of Racing Radio, an episode of Racing Radio. I'm Bobby Skinner with Justin Penick. Total domination for Larson. What do you What do you think of the race? Yeah, I mean Larson had the car that like the average fastest speed during the whole entire weekend. So honestly, I almost thought about retexting you or retweeting. Like I think Kyle Larson's going to win this race, but ultimately I picked Truex. Um, yeah, I mean, domination. I feel like Larson will have these races. I feel like guys that, like, if you have guys that on a mile and a half that just have really, really good cars like this, there's a good chance that they could dominate from from start to finish. And then usually the way that they lose it is by a late race caution at the end or if they make a mistake or if there's a mistake on pit road. And that never really came. And Larson dominated basically from start to finish. Yeah, for our picks this week, I just kind of picked Kyle Busch. I'm like, yeah, he's leading the points in Las Vegas. And I just didn't want to be boring and pick Larson, but in reality, I should just pick Larson and got you know my Larson pick with done for the year because, I mean, he's just dominated this track. He won the last race here in the playoffs, and then even last year he dominated the race but ended up finishing second to William Byron off of a – you know, because Byron got off uh, pit road before him with, you know, uh, I think it was an overtime green-white checkered. But – now Reddick made it close, right? And he it was basically the end of every single stage was the exact or at least stage one and then and then the end of the race. Because Reddick finished second in all three stages too. So he dominated second place in this and ha- had a chance to beat it, but didn't have enough time. And Larson was just able to arrow block for you know that that second to last lap and, and dominate. And it's, it's just but it, it's a testament to Larson's just kind of the to me. I, I know we can debate and all that stuff, but I just think he's the best driver that NASCAR's had over the last five years, right? Like, I, like there's nobody I trust to go win a one and a half mile race than him. I mean, when I, I think in terms of quality and level of driver, and I'm and I'm not just talking about results, right? I'm not talking just about consistency because certainly Kyle Larson sometimes drives the wheels off of the car and why why i think that he i I ultimately don't think kyle larson's going to win the championship this year because i think he's going to wind up wrecking too many times and i think that could you know backfire him in in the playoffs it did last year but i think in terms of talent quality of driver like he can go in any kind of race car whether it's on dirt whether it's on asphalt concrete whatever he can drive any car anywhere and he could be successful and he could be a threat to win i don't know maybe like Kyle Busch back in back in his like early Gibbs days where he was just winning everything like there's ver- Tony Stewart obviously could get in any car anywhere and win. I mean, Tony Stewart's freaking driving an in, in NHRA now and he's doing well. So, yeah, I think Larson's like up there, not even just of the last five years. I think of like all time of like you could put him in in those list of drivers that could just drive any car anywhere and be competitive. Yeah. And it's like the Indy 500 this year. He's going to race. It. I'm like, I'm truly excited. He's the first yeah. guy to do the, you know, the double dip since Kurt Busch and then Tony Stewart uh, and Robbie Gordon before him. Whereas, like, I, I don't think he's going to win, obviously, but I'm like, I I don't see why he couldn't be go out there and be competitive. Like like you said, he can truly jump in anything and do well. And this was like, this was the popular pick for this race. You know, we Toronto picked him on the Thursday show. 
and I, I truly didn't pick him because I didn't want to be boring, and now I'm regretting it. It's just like, man, this is like this is his this he has a bunch of tracks, but this is his track. But even like you said, uh, well, he wrecks out a, a little too often. I mean, last year was considered a down year because he had some DNFs, and not all were up because of his doing. There was a lot of races that he didn't win at the end. And it was considered a down year where he won four races and was part of the championship four. Yeah. You know, and now he gets the race with confidence of being locked in a playoffs, which obviously was never a doubt with him. But like if down if a down year is, is other guys' career years, like that, I think that says something to him uh yeah. about him. Yeah, especially I mean, and I know this is kind of like this maybe like a big picture offseason conversation. I always go back to Larson and I think of what if he got into a Hendrick ride sooner? Because he spent a lot of years with Ganassi, a lot of years being competitive, and even some years waiting to win. And he just ran really, really well. And he was and he was aggressive, and he was young, and he was up and coming, but he was just in a ride that was going anywhere. And is Ganassi still even in the Cup Series? Are they even still No, they sold to Trackhouse. Yeah, so um, you know, if he got into a higher quality level of ride or even if track house came came along sooner how fun would it be if think of the alternate timeline of kyle larson that's teammates with ross chastain so um yeah man now that he's with hendrick obviously you know he had the year where you know he was off <laughs> and now that he's with hendrick probably the you know where rick hendrick was targeting him for years now that he could just be dominant and this was the first race of the year where where it's dominant and then even like william byron like you know we're talking about you know rick hendrick Two out of the first three races, two diff two different drivers win it. William Byron and Kyle Larson right now, um, you know, th this season could very well turn into just uh, you know, two guys dominating week in and week out. Maybe some drivers being consistent, but I mean, you're talking about I, I don't I don't know if Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon were ever like dominant at the same time together, but they were always like a duo, like the, one of the best duos in NASCAR, just on the same team. I think you could see Kyle Larson at the best stretch of his career, William Byron get, getting to be in the prime of his career as well. And these guys are on the same team at the same time with really good cars. So it should be exciting to see how it happens this year. William Byron finishes 10th in this race, despite all the adversity that he went through. Yeah, but even his adversity happened early, which was the biggest piece of like, oh, he's got some debris on his grill and it looked like an entire fucking screen enclosure. <laughs> I've never seen something that big. Uh, like it's, 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 the, it's, you know, the seagull through Dale Earnhardt at Daytona, at the Daytona 500 in the early nineties. And then, uh, you know, an entire screen enclosure on William Byron's. But even then, if that happened to Kyle Larson, I have more faith, a lot more faith in Kyle Larson to get back up into the top. And there was guys who had those issues, had issues who, you know, even Ty Gibbs got back to the top five. Like guys were able to charge back up. Chastain did it a couple of times, even though taking two at the end to finish fourth. But like I, I view Kyle Larson as like just the clear cut best driver at the best yeah. team in this in the sport in Hendrick. Now, I really I really wonder how much the because they, they were talking on the broadcast a little bit. I don't think that was just a piece of tape on William Byron's hood. I mean, you know, you mentioned it. They said the water temps and the engine temp got up to 350. So I, a part of me doesn't think the engine fully recovered, or, or maybe it did. And you saw how dirty air played an impact. You saw that there were guys early in the race that were taking no tires and two tires. And even like Daniel Suarez stayed up there for a little bit. John Hunter Nemechek stayed up there. I think it was stage one or stage two where they stayed up there for a little bit because you have the clean air, but then you get back in that dirty air 
and you just can't go anywhere. So I don't know if it was a dirty air issue or if it was an engine issue where Byron just couldn't recover. But the fact that he finished 10th with that engine, with, with the issue, I think it's, again, it's a testament to that, to that team. Yeah. Um, uh, Reddick, Reddick complained about his pit crew too uh, after the post race. He's like, same shit a different year because they've, oh. they've had issues. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any changes there. But like he had Reddick, uh, quote, like had a dominant race if Kyle Larson just didn't exist. Like he, again, right. he took second both stages and, you know, and then finished second in the race, almost pulled it out. I thought Bubba Wallace. I knew he wasn't going to go nuts blocking Larson, but I thought he would do a little bit more than he did. I knew they didn't have enough time to do the whole thing where they did in stage two, where you know Bubba was coming and put and pushing him with cleaner tires. I don't even know if he had cleaner tires at that point or newer tires at that point. But I thought Bubba would not, you know, through anything dirty. But I thought he would maybe, you know, try and block Larson's air for at least one more lap. But he got out of the way. Yeah. Um, other things from the race, the sophomores, I thought it was a big day for the sophomores and Ty Gibbs and, and Noah Gragson, and especially big for Gragson, you know, you finish ninth at Daytona, which is obviously good for him, but you know, finishing ninth at Daytona is not something that like is a big boost for a team. And then 36 at Atlanta, obviously getting caught up in a wreck had, had negative points coming into this, right? Like you think about how bad Noah Gragson's rookie year went. You know, just from everything to the concussion, just not running well at all. You know, the one time he was running well, he got erect at Talladega. And he, he's, you know, he, again, has negative points coming into this week. You know, like this could be a bad sophomore year for Noah Gragson. Stuart Haas Racing's not very good anymore. And he was racing. Like he finished sixth place, was, you know, passing Hamlin, was out there racing for – you know, I think he's kind of been forgotten about because of how bad his rookie year went. And, like, I, I was thoroughly impressed. And it's not like he's on a team that's out there dominating. He was much better than anybody on his team. I know Briscoe was running well, but it seemed like he was just wearing the shit out of his tires. And then he ended yeah. up dropping back, like, 10 spots before having issues. Yeah, it seemed like the Fords and especially some of those guys on Storthouse had some good – Short run speed, and you know there was a there was a caution towards towards the end there, and then they got a good got a good restart. I don't th- I I think Gragson and I'm gonna put Josh Berry in the same boat, but I I think I feel a little bit more confident with 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 Gragson. I think Gragson's gonna have some some good runs this year, and I think I think he is gonna be the Stuart Haas driver to to kind of to kind of stand out the most, and he may be the Stuart Haas driver that really convinces Tony Stewart that there needs to be some major shakeups and major changes. At Stuart Haas, because I I am I am really like I am I'm out on Briscoe. I'm especially out on Ryan Priest. Um, so I'm I'm kind of rooting for for Gregson to kind of get it get it together this year and you know help help out Stuart Haas bring it bring it back a little bit. That's a little little bit of a a wild card driver is a, is a guy that Tony Stewart would maybe be attracted to. So you know good uh you know good a uh, good good race for Gregson. Yeah, I mean two top tens and and three races. Uh, is pretty good for him, and then and and Gibbs finishing fifth. The way I, I like because you know it it bothers me that rookies just cannot find success anymore, unless it's a super speedway. But when they're doing this at the mile and a half, it makes you feel good about like okay, these guys can't come up. Like I think Gibbs, this is like a, a nice statement race for Gibbs. Now, 
And like I said, we were talking about it, I think, during the playoff preview or the, you know, the preview of who we thought was going to make the playoffs. And like, yeah, Gibbs kind of played it cool cut, you know, clean cut last year. But once he starts getting some confidence, I think you're going to see the real part of him. He ends up finishing fifth after issue after issue, right? Had a, you know, a pit road issue. Then, you know, he, the transmission, you know, lost first gear. So he couldn't get off pit road, you know, because he was running fifth and then came off like 10th. And that after that last caution ended up fighting back to be fifth. And you heard him on the radio with Truex. Like, I'm, you know, I'm about ready to like not race this guy clean anymore, who again is not only a teammate, but like the second longest tenured NASCAR driver. So that is my prediction. Like over the next 10 weeks is that we're going to have some like huge Ty Gibbs is the storyline issue, whether that's for him doing good or for him screwing something up. But you can see that it's, it's like yearning to come out of him. And I didn't think today's race was overall very exciting. Um, you know, it, it did have a pretty good ending where you had Reddick and Larson kind of going at it with each other. Maybe Dirty Air played a little bit of an impact why it wasn't an awesome finish. But overall, two out of the first three races were good finishes. And I would say this wasn't a great race. It was maybe it was it was a, it was a mile and a half. It was a mile and a half where one driver was way more dominant than the other. But the times where it was like more ex- exciting and where you kind of you, know, you kind of lean in a little bit was the restarts, but it was really Ty Gibbs that was forcing the issue, maybe even when he wasn't supposed to, forcing the issue of making it three wide and being aggressive and making some moves. I remember there was one, there was one, uh, there was one run that he had on on Kyle Busch where Kyle Busch was in the middle. Ty Gibbs is trying to go up top, and this is stage one. And Kyle Busch is like, no, he he shut the door, shut the door right away. But Gibbs had a car where he felt like he was comfortable enough to make those moves and he's being aggressive and I appreciate that. And he was being aggressive, not like a dick. He was being like, he's been accused of in the past. I think he was being aggressive of, you see these guys going three, three wide, you know, four wides are responsible. You see these guys going three wide and they can do it. Um, so Gibbs was doing that, forcing the issue, moving some spots, advancing himself. And I thought he had a, you know, a great race, good car. And I thought he was smart, responsible doing it, but also it was entertaining to watch him as well. Like probably, the driver that was most entertaining to watch move through the field today was Ty Gibbs. Oh, absolutely. He had his hair on fire. But again, my prediction is that he's going to wreck some one of like the most five tenure guys at oh, yeah. some point, and it's going to piss uh, a lot of people off. And I would love for it to be Kyle Busch because it's you know probably a little extra vendetta because he yeah. took his spot. Um, and there's probably some similarities. Of I know, I know Gibbs is a as is a nepo baby, but like as like how quickly and how like at young ages, those guys just basically dominated every series they were in, whether it was Arca or Xfinity. Um, so, but good day for the sophomores. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Gibbs would have finished third if he didn't lose first gear and maybe, maybe even been able to compete for the win, which tells me like he's going to get a win. Maybe not winning is hard, but he's going to be running for, for multiple wins there's gonna be multiple races where he's running for a win Gragson, i don't have the confidence of that but it was it was good to see i'm sure that was a nice confidence boost for noah Gragson. yeah um can i bring up the next topic that i want to talk about yeah next topic i want to talk about uh two of our favorite drivers my two favorite drivers right now but one of one of your i would say your undoubtedly favorite driver they're sharing something very in common right now. Do you want to know what that? Do you know what that is? Oh, I already know who what it is. It's that they cannot get a fucking they can they can't get on pit road correctly. It's Ross Chastain and insane. Kyle Busch. Just I feel like every week have had pit road issues, whether it's speeding, box, 
every week and it just set, sets them back. Ross Chastain did a, you know, a good enough job of, of it. It came earlier in the race. He raced his way back up to fourth, but Kyle Busch runs well all day. And then he has, and it, it's not even like a speeding. It, sometimes it's a pit crew thing. Sometimes it's a Bush thing. You know, today his nose was too was too in front of the box. And they didn't push so, it back. Like, what, what, why are you? Why, why are you not pushing it back? But yeah. So, but with Chastain, it's frustrating because it's been self indicted both times, where it's like just stop speeding on pit road, dude. Like, I understand you're trying to make up time and save time, but you've screwed yourself. Like, now in these two races, he's finished eighth and then fourth place, right? So it hasn't hurt his performance a ton at the end of the day, but. You know, when he did come back out, he was able to run with, you know, with Larson for a little bit, right? Like he was kind of, he was running a second, like he passed yeah. Reddick and everything. Um, and then had to do the free pass thing because, you know, uh, Larson lapped um, the new kid in the 16 and then uh, Grawla. But it's like, I understand he finished fourth, but hey, you know what? Maybe, you know, maybe you're running fourth and you have a good pit stop. Uh, you know, with 30 to go and you're able to run first, you know, with four tires because you have, you right. know, or or finish second, like stop doing that shit because it drove me nuts. And and they showed his in car. And as soon as he like was on pit, I was like, oh, God, like after the, there was a lot of slowdown after the line. And I was like, he fucking sped. I was like, he, I knew he sped and damn it, he did. Also, the other king of screwing himself is Christopher Bell. I've never seen someone who when he like things don't go perfectly his way end up spinning himself it's like it's every single race where christopher bell has a really good car and something will go wrong right and and then he ends up like just wrecking wrecking himself so spun out today like it happens all the damn time with him like where it's like, early in the race but we're early in the race too i, I don't know if well, he had the right rear go down early in the race which is like okay not your fault get back after it and moving up a little bit and then just spun the damn thing out yeah. Um, so like he does that all the time. I know you like him and think he's going to figure it out this year, but it's like, I can't believe it's going to, he's going to figure, I know he's gotten the championship four back to back years, but like there is so much potential there, but like you can't outdrive your car over and over again. It's going to yeah. end up, it's going to end up driving Gibbs crazy that he does that shit all the time. Yep. Um, a two, other drivers that I want to bring up, and this is going to be again like an ongoing story. As you know, I talked, you know, we talked like five, you know, maybe five, ten minutes ago about how you know obviously Larson dominated, and that's really impressive. We talked about him at the start, and then even Byron's recovery, finishing a tenth. There's a dichotomy in Hendrick right now, where you have the speed of those two cards, and then you have Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman. It's still early. You just had one mile and a half track with two super speedways the first two races. But, I mean, early in the year, even at the super speedway tracks, for there to be such a starch drastic difference of speeds and two cars versus the other two cars on the same team, I think it's something to really keep an eye on. And I, and I think you should be worried about it, even with it being this early in the season. Uh, I, I do want to talk with the chat a little bit towards towards the end. I think that's something yeah. we can do on these shows. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see with, like you said, there is a dichotomy between – larson and byron and Elliot. now bowman i just i just don't like bowman i don't think he's good even in this race he took me off a little bit uh he was blocking chastain like an asshole he was doing something else i can't remember where he was just like oh when he took uh two tires at the end of stage two and his car is just you know you know sinking like an anchor 
And instead of just being like, okay, just keep control of this thing, he's throwing these dumbass blocks where it's like, you're going to cause a wreck. I, I can't – for someone to, like, race as uncompetitively as him and also, like, throw the blocks that he does, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. And I'm I'm at the point where I want somebody else in the 48 car. Please, like, let's get a better – There's there's got to be better ta- – I know he's won seven races and all that, but I just think that there is someone – that is better deserved to drive that 48 car, whether that's someone within cup getting an upgrade or, you know, pulling from the Xfinity series. There's to me, there's gotta be, you know, somebody, somebody out there. Um, Most of our Carson, most of our responded nicely to uh, adversity. Today. Dude, I want to say, good. I want to say, I want to say one thing. Um, just a little promo and a little bit of a plug. Um, if you're watching this on Twitter, it is a lot better for watching experience to watch on YouTube and subscribe to this new channel that uh, Bobby Skinner and I are working on. That'll be appreciated. And I know it's a lot easier to chat when you're on YouTube versus Twitter, unless you have Twitter blue. Unless you have Twitter blue, you're muted. Unless you have Twitter blue, you can't chat with us on Twitter. So chat with us on YouTube. You're muted. Yeah, I was going to say that you. we literally just cannot chat with you if you're on Twitter. Um, so... Uh, other things, very funny. My favorite uh, audio of the day was that Mike Joyce said Bubba Nut- Wallace had to cut his nut off, um, oh, which was which is unfortunate. Bad, bad break for Bubba Wallace, who was number one in Winston Cup point standings yeah. coming in, and then had to cut his nut off. Which you never mm-hmm. want to have to cut your nut off. I feel like it was the it was the exact opposite of what happened with Busher, where you know Busher his he he lo- he lost his nut and then yeah, he uh, lost his nut. Yeah, and then Bubba Wallace had to cut his nut off. Yeah, his nut flew off, and then and and Bubba had to cut his nut off. Um, there was really nothing else from the Cup race that stood stood out to me. No. Um, besides, besides the fact that I like that there could be comers and goers, you know, at the first mile and a half race that we saw, right? Like we saw all the good drivers who had, like even Chastain having to start in the back because they had to do the you know rewrap his car. Like he was moving up quickly. Hosevar, right? Like Hosevar was constantly the guy moving up. You know, he moved up early in the race and then, you know, they had the pit or they short pitted and then the caution came out and he moved back up. I don't, what he ended up finishing? Like, like 15th. I I don't think we're far off from saying he's the best driver at Spire. No. And I was a little worried that they moved him up too quick. Like I, I, I wanted him to stay another year in the trucks, not even move up to Xfinity because – the Xfinity car is so different from the trucks. Um, I I wanted him to stay another year in the trucks or even a year at Xfinity and just compete in a different car. I thought he was being moved up way too fast, but I mean, he's, you know, I think what you're asking for a young guy like him is stay on the lead lap, finish races. And, you know, he, he went through that adversity and, you know, Austin Dillon, who was running the, who, who frustrates me, Austin Dillon, who was running in the top 10 for, you know, a, a good part of the second half of the race, Carson Hosevar finishes one spot ahead of him and also finishes in front of Alex, Alex Bowman. And Josh I saw Perry. a tweet that Austin Dillon had his best stage finish since Sonoma last year, which shows how bad Austin Dillon has been. You want running. to talk about dichotomy between in a, in a race team about what Kyle Busch is doing. And then maybe Kyle Busch is bringing them up a little bit. Um, he, he is. <laughs> he uh, is. Winston Cup point standings. Oh, sure. William Byron, last year's Winston Cup champion in first. Blaney, second. Chastain, third. Gibbs, fourth. Truex, fifth. Larson, only six. And then the real comp point standings. Hard to see. Kyle Larson's first place, right? 
So that's yeah. good for him. Blaney second, Truex third, Byron fourth, Chastain fifth. Obviously, Byron and and Suarez go to two and three if if the playoffs start because of their wins. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just that's what happens when you win every stage and dominate a race. So um, good there. All right, so let's let's get to the chat if they want to ask us any questions. Did you watch the truck race, Roger Caruth? Dude, getting a win was I pretty did. cool. Yeah, um, pit crew at the end. Yes, yeah, and speaking of Spire, like, hey, those those trucks are strong. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, they've, I know Kyle Busch wasn't in one of them, but they've won two of the first three races. Roger finished second in the in, at Daytona and was running really well. LaJoy was running really well at Daytona, too, in the seven. Um, you know, and, and Nick Sanchez, for Rev Racing, those are Spire truck, you know, Spire Kyle Busch trucks, too, one Daytona. Like, maybe that can be a, a new strong team within the truck so that was good and and he ran like he sat on the pole you know gave it the lead early but ran was running really well and then once he took that lead he was you know uh, from green flag stuff took 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 off um and it was really nice to see a truck race that ended in timely fashion instead of you know 25 25 different cautions yeah um so but really cool for roger caruth obviously you guys don't need us to go on and on how it's cool about you know a black guy yeah. winning for the third time in nascar's three major series but it is yep. it is pretty cool and you know that um have you seen the icy vert nascar thing at all yeah it, well it, but he's a roger caruth guy and then his yeah. first time watching an like he didn't watch the atlanta race his first time watching a nascar is the guy who kicked it off and followed him and got a start yeah. and roger caruth ended up winning was pretty cool it's crazy how that's a, that account has been everywhere a, a, everywhere He's going to be at the Charlotte up. race. That's like the race that he's picking to go to. Maybe we'll yeah. get him on on the live show or something. It is very weird to me, though, to see like it's, you know, you see like these big profiles who have like and like a professional athlete. And then it's like, yeah, just 21 year old white kid behind mm-hmm. this huge account. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I like what he's doing. I, I talked with Toronto on it on Thursday, how it's so annoying that some NASCAR Twitter fans are like, why don't I get this attention? It's like, because you don't have a following. Like, what yeah. What do you do? You think NASCAR should just send every fan to a VIP package? Like, they don't cost that much if you really want to save up for one. Um, I have news. I don't know if I officially told you this. I'm going to Bristol. It's official. Official. I will be at Bristol. So, what's your in travel plans for that? Um, I think we're leaving on Friday. I think we're leaving on Friday. I'm taking off on Thursday, Friday, and Monday, but we're leaving on Friday. Well, it's free agency, so Thursday we're gonna have to do a talking giants. Yes. Well, no, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna be. I think I'm home Thursday, no matter what. And if not, maybe then we're leaving Thursday night, and uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The trucks don't run at Bristol, and but there's gonna be the Xfinity race and the Cup race. I will I will be there for it. I'm excited for you. Um, bit, bit of dances. Do you guys miss Fontana, California? Yeah, a little bit, but I think there's other tracks that are going to go. Justin, you going to Pocono or walking? Yeah, those are the closest. I guess Dover's the closest. Dover, but the, I, Dover's my favorite race to go to, but um, they moved it a couple years ago, so it's the same weekend as the NFL draft. Funny story about Dover, very quick. Well, they didn't move Dover, the NASCAR. I'm telling you, the draft, because like the cycle of the calendar, it's up a week compared like well no every every year they've every year though for the last couple years dover has been the same weekend as the nfl draft um and it's the same it's the same thing this year dover used to be in june and that's really when dover should be because it's too cold 
to have a race in the East Coast at the end of April. You don't know what the weather's going to be. It's same same thing for Martinsville. That's why the that's one of the reasons why Martinsville, Virginia, like Martinsville Speedway, it's it's been a bad. I I was there. It's been a bad race over the last couple of years, partially because of the tire, but also it's too damn cold. Um, so Dover's the same weekend as the NFL draft. Can't go to that. I've been lucky the last two years. The only way that I would have been able to go to Dover is if it gets rained out. The last two years, it's gotten rained out, and I've waking up at, you know, after being awake for how many hours and streaming that weekend of the NFL draft, I woke, I would wake up at like 3 or 4 a.m. on Monday, go down with my buddy. We would see the Dover race and then come back up. So I'm, I'm rooting for rain again on, on the last on the on when we record our draft recap pod. Po- Pocono. I've actually I don't go to either of those races. So. I've never been the Pocono. I've been the Pocono twice. Never seen a race. Me and you stopped by on the way to Detroit, which it is like a pretty like fast, like man, this track is huge, just monstrous. Yeah. And then in my mother's stomach, um, I, I was I was there for a race. You want to talk about a track that it rains every year? Pokemon. We got Bingle in the chat. He said, I thought you were talking Giants, not oh. race cars. Subscribe to the channel. Maybe just, you know, maybe you do a community post on your YouTube channel saying, like, if you love maybe. NASCAR, check out these guys. They're the best NASCAR podcast in the whole damn world. I don't know, Bingle. Fuck around and do that. What is what does this mean from Julian? Is it Dylan Gabriel? Except the T and the G are, or I have it, he texted us this too. I have no idea what it means. I don't know. Um, <laughs> what's NASCAR's version of NFL's explosive play? Going going three going through going three wide and yeah, and three wide pass. pass. I guess really really yeah. not a, a great great one. Um. Tillon Grabe is an O-line prospect in this draft. He must, is he, he must yeah. be a UCF guy, obviously. Sure. Um, Thanks, Bengal. Tested pretty well. Today. Well, th- yes, thank you very much, Bengal. Thank you. We don't know you, ball. Thank you for watching. We got to get Bengal out to a NASCAR. I don't know where Bengal lives. Um, so we got to get Texas. him. I know he likes Texas. Does he live no, in Texas? No, I'm like, I'm like 90% positive he lives in Texas. Okay, we'll go to the Texas race then. Uh, oh, I'm going to do an unboxing video for Diecast. Andrew yeah. Christopher sent me an entire box of Terry Labonte cars. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I got to, I got to do that. Any number forty fours in there? I don't know. I haven't opened it because I'm waiting oh. to open it for Wouldn't for the video. Because I want, are I we have doing like actual genuine like happiness when I see it? Do we do do we do diecasts on the Sunday show or the Thursday show? We could do both. I don't have any new ones behind. I guess I. We can, you know, we'll do it the Thursday show since we're we'll at do thirty it the minutes. Thursday now. show, we'll we'll get something ready instead of getting up from our chairs in the middle yeah. of the show. Um, he moved to Texas in twenty. Bingo moved to Texas in twenty nineteen. Tough to leave New Jersey, obviously, but it was a right call. No, anytime obviously. you leave New Jersey for a state down in, you know, not New Jersey, it's usually the right call. And especially like I'm in Florida, we have no income tax down here. It's pretty sick. Um, all right, so we will see you guys on Thursday. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, what race? The race next week is Phoenix, which I'm actually really looking forward to seeing it, even though I don't like watching races at Phoenix, just to kind of get a read on who's going to win the championship. All right, we'll see you guys on the next one. Until then, let's go racing.